0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah! Show number 2,123. This week, we continue to celebrate the Quail, a motorsport gathering that takes place Friday, August 19th at Quail Lodge and Golf Club. To learn more about this iconic event, go to Events.com. Be prepared to be very inspired. (laughs) Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Anaheim, California, with a very special guest by the name of Kevin Jones. Kevin, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have it in gear, and are you ready
1: to release the clutch? I am ready to release the clutch, and I am glad to be here.
0: Well, we're going to have some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into what you're doing, because what you're doing is so incredibly valuable and important, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Kevin? Kevin?
1: Well, let me see. Well, I'd like to collect football, basketball cards, and uh, um, look at older cars. That's some things I'd like to do to relax.
0: Cool. Baseball cards, football cards, yeah. Back when I was a kid, collecting those cards was cool, but you know one of the cards I used to collect were Ratfink cards. Are you old enough to remember back really? to those in the 60s? <laughs>
1: no no i don't remember though no. <laughs> yeah you know the uh
0: the old uh rat fink artist he used to do- make these little cards that came in bubble gum packs and then later you could get stickers and put them all over in those silly drawings that he would do of rat fink and hot rods and cars and all this crazy stuff so uh yeah i remember my mom didn't like them because they were kind of creepy looking but uh Anyway, I I wasn't into baseball and football cards. I was into ratfink fink cards. I think you're smarter than me because they're probably not worth anything these days.
1: Well, but different collectors, you never know what they want. Yeah, well, that's true.
0: Just go to eBay and throw anything out there and you'd be amazed what people will buy. I'm shocked at how many things I've sold on eBay that I'm going, that had value to somebody? Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yep, there's a collector for everything. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Kevin Jones is the CEO and president of Business in a Bucket Institute and the publisher and author of The Owner's Guide to Auto Detailing. He began his journey of entrepreneurship in 1994 as a professional auto detailer. His book contains quick, easy instructions and car care tips from his many years of experience caring for vehicles. Business in a Bucket Institute is a program to help you. Form a present and future mindset for business. When a student completes his course, they will have learned practical applications of what's involved to operate a business, allowing men and women to create an immediate income for themselves his organization indicates bye-bye to poverty drugs gangs violence underachievement woes unemployment rates and all those things that hinder a community as well as youth so they can flourish in their life i told you this guy's on to something we'll be back in just a minute but first a word from our sponsor so give them a little love and we'll be right back one of your vehicle's interior surfaces that gets a lot of abuse is your dashboard The sun beats down and those damaging UV rays cause massive heat cycles, resulting in color changes and sometimes cracks. My friends at Covercraft have a great solution for you and for me. Their custom-tailored dash mats protect your dash from heat buildup while providing a stylus solution. You can choose from a variety of styles and colors, including carpet, suede mat, that's the one I have for my vehicles, Carhartt limited edition velour mats, and the Ultimat for trucks and SUVs. Another great benefit of your Covercraft dash mat is that it eliminates the harsh glare the sun produces from your dash to the inside of your windshield, which can make driving a hazard. Covercraft's dash mat design center is located in Arizona, where they know about harsh sun. I've got a special deal for you. If you use the code YAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code Yeah! 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. So Kevin, uh, let's start with your detailing business and then I really want to dive deep into what you're doing to help young people become part of society and more importantly feel good about themselves and create jobs that they can provide for themselves and not rely on anybody else to get by in the world. But let's go back to detailing first because my listeners know my detailing days go all the way back to the age of 14. I told my dad I wanted a new surfboard and he said, well, you better get a job then. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I wonder what I could do. And he said, well, you do a good job washing your mom and in ours, uh, Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser station wagon, one of those BMWs." And that's how it all started for me. And I'll tell you, car care took me a long ways. It paid for my college education. It got me into the business and I've worked in the business of helping people, but I detail cars all the way through college and beyond. How did you get into that world?
1: Well, mine go a little along those lines like that. Um, I started uh, detailing cars when I was uh, 13 years old. I grew up in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, I used to hang out on the street corners and uh, a man by the name of Mr. Moses Bonds, he seen me and he said, look, you got to do something with your life. And so he started teaching me how to detail cars. He started teaching me what a business was all about. He says, now we spent money on these products right here. And so what we're basically going to do is we're going to write this off at the end of the year. So he started teaching me the uh, tricks and the uh, trades on uh, how to detail a car. And I started to get more uh, motivation about myself, and I started uh, detailing uh, the neighbors' cars. I had a little wagon, and I would put all my supplies in that little wagon. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I say we kind of like to save. And so I was going through the neighbor ha- neighborhood, and as I was going through, I say, "Hey, look, I could wash and wax your car." They say, "You sure?" And so I would wash and wax the cars, and uh, the word started to get around about what I was doing, and uh, the folks used to call my my house and I would stand with my great grandmother. And once I was staying with her, then folks used to uh, call and say, I like to detail my car. I, I wash it and she would set the appointments and I would go out and do her.
0: Nice. Wow. You know, I would assume you discovered what I discovered that per- pretty quick, I mean, aside from learning a lot of communication skills with customers, learning how to get business, how to care for cars. I mean, for me, it gave me Personal freedom. Yeah. Because my friends that started working had jobs working for other people. They never seemed to like them very much, and they were kind of mundane and boring. But I loved cars, and God, to get to play with other people's cars, and then to have them come out and go, oh my gosh, Mark, this thing looks brand new.
1: <laughs>
0: Super rewarding, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Like you, like you said, I got to be in cars that normally I wouldn't get in. So I, I like that. But with Business in the Bucket, the reason why I got into uh, business in a bucket is because uh, I moved from I moved from New Orleans and I came to California. And speaking about a job, when I got here, uh, I had a job after I had gotten married, but I lost that job. And I was like, "What can I do uh, to support myself?" And my wife said, "Well, you do a good job in detailing cars. Why don't you go ahead and do that?" Yeah. And so I started. Yeah. So I started detailing the cars, and um, once I uh, I did that. Um, I got more personal freedom, like you said, and uh, it helped me to support me and my family.
0: Yeah, and it's really a a cool way to go through life. I've had so many detailers on this show. There's a local guy here named Joe Kimball who has Mm Kimball's hands on detailing, and he was the first guy that I let detail my cars. Up until, and this was just this year, up into this year, no one's ever touched my cars because, you know, I'm the expert. So I don't want anybody messing my car up. So I've yeah, done it exactly, myself.
1: Exactly. But
0: he's got one of those businesses where he and his whole family, his wife and his kids work for him. He's created quite an amazing life for himself. And I finally entrusted my cars to him. And I tell you, I'm so glad I did because it's freed me up. I put that, hadn't put that ceramic coating on my vehicles and uh, so much easier to care for. Let's talk about that creating businesses for ourselves, as you and I did, as Joe did, and so many others have, and how you translated this into helping youth. Because boy, youth these days are challenged with so many things that can get them in trouble. How did you get into business in a bucket? And how do you translate this talent and craft that you had into helping others?
1: Well, my mentor, uh, Mr. Dumas Martin Jr., he said, you know, it just can't be about you. You've got to help others, uh, too. So he started uh, telling me what I could do and and training me and helping me. And so I wanted to give the youth something just like I had where to take them off the condo because they said idle minds are not good.
0: Yep, the, the devil's know, workshop.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I started developing the uh, program, and that program right there is is that they come in and they learn uh, customer service, finances, ep- economics of a unit. Uh, that's the first part of the class, and after that, we take them outside to the hands-on part of the class, and we show them how to wash and detail a car, the basics. Then they come back inside, we go over a little more information and after we see that they're good to go, then we they get a certificate as well as a starter kit full of car care products and now they can go start with their family and friends which is their warm market and so because we found that in college or what have you, sometimes you're taught theory but now they have something that they can go out and they can start making an immediate income for themselves. So that's why like our business in the bucket. And that's why we started to help them to be able to have something. Like you said, in, in college, you're trying to eat, right? And you're trying to basically go ahead and make income for yourself. So it frees them up where they can go to their classes on that end as well. And they can make an income for themselves.
0: Oh, yeah. When I was in college, I would take early morning classes because not too many college students wanted those classes. So I could always get into those classes. And then my afternoons were spent de- and evenings were spent detailing cars. And that's how I paid for my entire college education. And wow! I have a lot of friends that, you know, they'd say, Hey, Mark, we're going to a party tonight. And I'm saying, well, I got a car to detail tonight. Sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> but uh, how, as you help these youth, what kind of students do you typically get coming to you, or do you go out into the community? How do you line up students to get involved?
1: Well, we go to the youth centers. Mm, perfect. Various youth centers in the community, and we let them know that the program that we have that's available for the youth, and we've, the people at the program, they determine who could be a part of it, and then they start writing down these different uh, ones and uh, different communities that can come and be a part of the class. And so that's how we go through the different uh, community centers within the community to uh, get the youth.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. One of the first things I think about is what are some of the first things that you learn when you expose someone, a youth who's never been exposed to this, even the concept of starting their own business, much less the responsibility and the talents needed and the skill sets needed. What are some of the things, the rewarding things that, come to mind that you experience with these young folks?
1: Well, first of all, they find uh, communication skills. They learn how to communicate and converse with uh, individuals. And sometimes when they come into class, they ha- their heads are held low. And so their heads start to uh, pick up. And I remember uh, one mom, she said that our son, he was a tall guy. He used to uh, hunch over but what happened was after coming to Business in the Bucket Institute, uh, he started to hold his head up high. He got uh, uh, more get-go about himself. And and I remember she was saying that she went out to eat one time. They started him a, a bank account. And so when they went out to eat, he said, don't worry about it, mom. I got it today. Wow. And she started crying. So that's rewarding for me when you see a youth that is able to go from not having another get up and go uh, anything about themselves to be able to change now into a business person and feeling much great about themselves. Because most of the youth, sometimes they say, well, I'm not a basketball player. I'm not a football player. So what else can I do? But this lets them know that they could be an entrepreneur as well.
0: Wow. So you create and build confidence. Yes, sir. I I don't think there's anything better than that (laughs) by far. And one of the things I've always said that When people are employed, and even if they work for somebody else, that job could be a job in training for when they do open their own business. I've said that to my kids too is, you know, this time you may not want to do this for the rest of your life, but you might learn some skill sets that would work for you when you start your own business someday. And I don't think there's anything better for anybody than if they are self-sufficient. If you look at society and parts of society that are challenged, it's because they're not so sufficient. They're always putting their hands out and they're always wanting someone else to give them something or they expect something else. And that just is so demoralizing internally. Would you agree?
1: Yes. You know, when I tell people all the time, and you, you hit that right on the nose, because business in the bucket is a, a stepping stone to where they want to Go to. I'm not saying that everybody all be detailers all the time, but whatever business they want to get into, they will on, become a DJ. They learn the business principles of what it takes to run and operate a business. And so that's what business in a bucket allows them to basically do. I remember uh, one youth said that he got a job and he was well ahead of the other kids that was at the job because he understood the business principles. Yes. And it was like, wow. So that's what that allows them to be able to do.
0: You know, even I had a paper out as a kid. And I did. I can't believe I did that for almost five years. That was a that was a brutal job, getting up at four thirty in the morning and getting on a bicycle and rain or shine and delivering papers. But I'll tell you, that paper route taught me more about. So many business aspects, because in those days, I don't even know if the kids have paper routes anymore, but you had to manage your own route. That meant you had to be responsible. Yes. You had to deliver papers on time. I had one customer, I remember she would be standing out there, and if my papers got to me late, she'd be standing there waiting for me, tapping her watch, like, "Where? how come you're not here yet? Mark, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry, my my manager got my papers late. But And then you had to go and collect the money. And then you had to open a bank account, and you had to manage that money. And what you're doing is teaching so many fundamental skills that are just, they're not taught in school. I mean, you are an invaluable guy, Kevin.
1: Well, thank you. You know, it was interesting. Uh, I didn't know that some of the programs were cut out of school. You remember you had the uh, auto Auto mechanics? and It's gone. And I I was shocked to hear some of the kids say that, and it's just not there anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, these are just some great things. So um, my hat's off to you, what you're doing for for young people. It's absolutely amazing. Now, you mentioned that mentor in your life that helped you so much. How does it feel being a mentor for other people? You must feel pretty good every day.
1: Um, Yeah, it it feels good. And I remember my uh, mentor, Mr. Dumas Martin Jr., he was telling me, you're going to see, you're going to see. And so now I see, you know, when you take it, a kid that you could see how you were when you was that age. Yeah. And now you could help an individual, be it male or female, uh, through the program to be able now to shape themselves and see them all of us suddenly become from a caterpillar to a butterfly. It's nothing like that. It's very encouraging to be able to mentor these ones and to see them now uh, pass that on and start talking to their family and friends about business. That's good for me to see that.
0: Well, people around them will start to look up to them, too, because they will see yeah. their leadership skills grow and so forth. I remember a kid in junior high asked me once if what kind of drugs I sold, and I said, what? And he said, well, you always seem <laughs> to have For money when? in your pocket. You must be a drug dealer. And I'm like, wow. I don't deal drugs. I don't use drugs. My parents would kill me. I detail <clears> cars. <throat> and he went, What? And I said, Yeah, I detail cars. That's what I do after school. And I he ended up coming over and watching me and starting his own detailing business. He thought, Wow, I can I never thought I could do something like that. So helping others, you've learned the secret sauce to life. I've learned that after interviewing so many people that when we are helping other people, that's when our that's when we shine from within.
1: Yes. And I could you know, when I watched a show I could truly see it. I mean, hear it in your voice that you love helping people and and, um, and helping them to get the word out about what they're doing. And it it just comes back to us. You know, you give one fold and then it comes back tenfold. So, yes, it's good to help folks, you know.
0: Absolutely. It is. We'll take a short break. We come back. I want to talk about a big challenge you face and how you've overcome that and more importantly, what it taught you. So uh, keep the uh, wash mitt in the bucket for a moment here and we'll be right back. (laughs) You listeners know I've been into car care my entire life. I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail order catalog company has grown into a multi-website based e-commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. Autogeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to Autogeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. Autogeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's Autogeek.net. Want to hear something crazy? Veterans work on billions of dollars of vehicles, planes, and engines while deployed, but they can't touch our car until they've obtained a certification and training requirements for employment back here at home. That's crazy. TechForce Foundation Military Transition Fund provides scholarships and grants so our veterans can transition to great careers following their service for this great country. Support TechForce a charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, and its workforce development efforts for our veterans by donating at techforce.org today. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. and be sure to use the code cars yeah when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off boom linkage geared for the automotive life subscribe today at linkagemag.com so let's talk about this you've listened to the show you know about the challenge question i always ask people and this is really to get people to share a very challenging obstacle, failure, whatever it is they faced, but more importantly, how they came through that so hopefully somebody listening can be inspired by your story and realize there is a light at the end of tunnels, not the train coming at me to wipe me out. So walk us through one of those challenges, would you?
1: Well, I I started a number of uh, businesses, me and my dear wife. First, I want to say that uh, my wife has been very key in helping me mm. with business in the bucket institute. I don't want to take the glory for myself. <laughs> nice. Because without her I wouldn't be able to do that. The challenges I had uh trying to start those businesses, I just ran out there. I had no plan of uh, what I was trying to achieve with with my business. And I was just out there. Yeah. And so I had to learn that I had to write down information of how I wanted to achieve what I need where I needed to go. When I failed, I just didn't take it as a Something that go, oh, well, that, that's it. No, why did I feel? How did I feel? Write that information down. And once I write it down, then I don't repeat those same mistakes that I did the last time. And then I started getting around people that could help me. And I had to listen to them because I noticed that when, let's say, if a person is very skilled at something, he's trying to help another person. Well, he's trying to tell you how to do it. Well, you have to be humble, willing to listen, because nothing kills a business like... um Pride, yeah.
0: Well, pride is one of those seven deadly sins, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So you, we 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 got to be careful in that, and so that's what I was learning to do. And I I was I needed to uh, get donations for a business in the bucket. And that's one of the toughest things when you're trying for a nonprofit to uh, get donations. And so I came up with use my book. I could say, well, I could use my book. I could sell that on Amazon. Uh, I could make a some t-shirts and I could sell the t-shirts on Amazon. And so that's what we did with um, uh, Business in the Bucket and we put it on our website in order to raise uh, funds and donations so that if they want to help us, they can go on there, they could do that because that was the toughest thing is trying to get donations for a business and overcoming that. So be willing to listen to individuals that's trying to help you and you can overcome those obstacles, uh, challenges that you're trying to overcome, I would say.
0: You know, this ties really closely back to the challenges of um, youth that get into trouble. Uh, they pick the wrong friends. And it sounds like you had parents like mine that said, pick your friends wisely, hang out with the right people. And at the time when your parents are telling you this, you don't really quite get it. But when you grow up, like you and I have, uh, at least... Most of our lives, we've grown up. You and I still like to play with cars though. So maybe that part <laughs> hasn't grown up quite enough yet. But is you've touched on an important thing is choosing the right people. And there's a great quote about being the culmination of the five people you spend most of your time with. For youth, a lot of times they start running with the wrong groups. And when I introduced you, we talked about the challenges of uh, communities that have poverty and drugs and gang violence and uh, unemployment rates and all these things. Do you primarily serve groups, youth in those types of groups? And if so, how can, can listeners out there today that hear this, that realize, you know, Maybe there's something I can do to help because sometimes we look at these groups and we think oh, they're just a lost cause. I, there's nothing I can do. That's just the way it is. And I got to just stay away from those worlds. But there are things that we can do, right?
1: Yes. You know, sometimes it's, sometimes we could just go offer our service to basically go in and talk to uh, those youths in, in that area. You know, um, I remember one lady had told me one time, she says, well, I'm not going to have that guy uh, detailing my car. And I told her, I said, would you rather have him detailing it? stealing it. Oh, What's your choice?
0: Yeah, which yeah.
1: <laughs> Ow. Oh. <laughs> they say put me down for yeah. a detail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put me down. There's a so, great there yeah. you. Yeah, so there are youth out there that want to learn business. Um we were in one area where the, they definitely wanted to learn uh business skills and we didn't know that they had to go through metal detectors Detectors. Oh, I hope I say that right. Metal detectors,
0: yeah, <laughs> you I know, gotcha.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she had to go through those in order to go to the class, but that opened my eyes and taught me something that these youth wanted to learn these business skills to better themselves. So I would say uh, help them by speaking to them. You could even do Zoom just offering your services, uh, donations if you have it. And sometimes people say, well, I don't have that that much. Well, if you can give a dollar, uh, if everybody gives a dollar that makes up a lot and that's going to change a child's life. So uh, that's what I say. Give a good time. And if you have donations, do that as well.
0: Well, you mentioned community centers. And even if you are fortunate enough to live in an area, maybe you don't even have community centers to help underprivileged youth. Uh, Those do exist. And nowadays going online, you can find them in your community and call them and say, I have something to offer. And it doesn't have to be car care. It could be any aspect of life. One of the things that you mentioned is teaching about business. And it's always made me scratch my head. Why don't junior high and high schools teach basic finance courses? I just like, don't use credit cards. Don't, you know, don't get in debt. (laughs) Um, Don't waste your money. Here's a simple way you can start investing in why investing in compound interest. They don't teach any of that. I, I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I mean, we—that's what we teach. We teach the finance part, so we have speakers come in and they teach the finance part. And I would also teach economics of a unit, so they can understand that. And it's interesting how the viewpoint change because if they go out to get a pair of sneakers, um, they say, "Hey, mom, can I have a pair of sneakers?" Well, boy, those sneakers are two hundred dollars. Oh, yes. But once they learn economic of a unit and they learn what it takes to make those sneakers, you know. And to get them to market, and they like, what? Yes. $5, 10 to make them, and they selling it for that much? Nah, no, 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 no. So now their viewpoint starts to change and understand what business is all about.
0: Yeah, I just wish they would teach more of that in school at early ages, uh, not by the time you get to college because then it's too late. You walk down a college yes, yes. campus during orientation day and there's all these banks lined up giving away credit cards. And you just yes. like, oh, <laughs> stay away from those counters. They're they're all about <laughs> keeping you in chained in debt, right? Yes, yeah. It's just incredible. So when you think about where you're going with what you're doing, Kevin, Bucket list, a nice pun on what we're talking about, business in a bucket. (laughs) What are some of your bucket lists for your business and how to keep this going and expand it?
1: Well, I have a a big vision. I would eventually like to see a business in a bucket institute uh, in every city. And if I put it in every city, then youths in that city, no matter if they are low income, high income, whatever the case may be, they can come there and they can learn uh, business skills. And that way I could touch more lives with uh, the institute in every city. So that's one of the uh, bucket lists I have. And as far as for my life, um, try to be the best person I could be. Um, I'm imperfect, so I'm going to always continue to work on that. And I figure if I work on that to the best of my ability, uh, then uh, people want to be around me and I'll draw more people to me because I don't want to be one of those people where they see you coming. Oh, no, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. <laughs> no, I want to be when they see you coming. they say "There goes a guy. He's trying to do his best and want to commentate with you and you're going to give them joy when they're around you. And, that, and that's the same way. You know, when people listen to your show, they, they they get joy because they listen to the different interviews that you're presenting, you know.
0: Well, thank you. It's that proverbial sharpening of the saw uh, that's so important for all of us to constantly be trying to improve in the variety of ways. But again, Kevin, really goes back to your entire mantra, in a sense, and that is helping others. And and that's really, my regular listeners know this, you know this, I've learned, that's the most important thing I've learned. People ask me, you know, if you're talking to 2,100 plus people, what have you learned? I've learned the secret sauce to life. I've I've learned the meaning of life, and that is finding a way to serve others. And we can all do it Wow! in a big way yeah. if we're very wealthy or in a very small way if we're not, but we can give time. And that is the secret because that's really what makes us feel good. And people that learn that, like you have, uh, really have discovered – a wondrous part of life and it just makes you want to get up every morning and who can I help today? So I'm sure that's,
1: yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what yeah. Kevin
0: says to the man in the mirror, right? Who can I help? today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are in cars. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about cars and your, your passion for cars. Uh, is there a special vehicle in your life that really stands out that you could share a story about?
1: Um, I would have to say my, my Datsun 210. That was my Ooh. first car. Those are cool. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I fixed it up. I had my little rims on it. I, you know, did the interior. I had that done. Um, and I loved it. And I and I loved it because uh, you could fill it up for a little bit of money, you know? <laughs>
0: well, and yeah I could
1: go a long way.
0: It'd be nice today, too. But, <laughs> you look at how much gas yeah, costs yeah. right now. <laughs> you know, the 210 yeah. to me was kind of one of those, and I'll bet you nowadays, those are coming back as kind of a collectible type thing because you know sadly those things were not really well i kind of think so because we're seeing this kind of resurgence of some of these old japanese cars that are coming Mm -hmm. back online that people are wanting to have now the problem with those is of course they were inexpensive they weren't really rust-proofed and most of them just kind of dissolved away right
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but i i love mine i you know i had a lot of good memories in there with uh i remember one i did run out of gas one time but <laughs> you know we was at the top of a hill and with the some of my friends and so we coast down the hill and at the bottom of the hill it was like a, a red light so halfway down it changed to green oh, and we was goodness. like this is so awesome yeah <laughs> and so we coast right on into the uh to the gas station but the thing about it is those memories that we made in that that car is is still with us to the day, and we talk about them. So, you know, when we see a Datsun 210 go by or whatever, those memories pop up, and that's what cars do for us. We remember going to the picnic with Dad and Mom or Grandmother when we see something that brings back to childhood or washing the car with Dad or with Uncle. And so that's what that Datsun 210, when I see it, brings back good memories for me.
0: Now, was yours the uh, the hatchback, uh, the sloping back? Because I saw one at a car show a couple weeks ago, and I thought, Oh my gosh, a two ten and it was a wagon. I didn't even remember seeing yeah. wagons back in the day.
1: Yeah, mine mine was four doors. You oh, know? Okay.
0: So it was the sedan.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes. And okay. I, I loved it. I, I I loved that car. Well, you could take <laughs> you know, all your taught, buddies around. Responsi- yeah, and it taught me responsibility because the person that I bought it from, um, I had you know, he wanted to see if I had a worth ethic. So he had me, car, you know, he charged me so much for the car, so I paid him two payments, and he said, I like the way that you work. Uh, here's the keys, here's the paint slip, it's yours.
0: Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow, Datsun 210. I love it. So, <laughs> I'm going to be your car psychologist today, Kevin. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here. If you were reincarnated <clears throat> as a vehicle, manifest as a vehicle, what would you be and why?
1: I would have to say a Jeep Wrangler.
0: A Jeep Wrangler? Okay, why is that?
1: Um... Because when I look at that Jeep Wrangler it kinda reminds me of my life because we I you know, sometimes life is smooth and you just be coasting down the highway and uh if if you're feeling good about yourself and sometimes you have to go off road and the Jeep Wrangler can go off road. It could go through the rocks, it can go through the creeks and so sometimes in our life we have various trials that we have to go through in, in our lives and but after we go through that then we make it, we go back on to the smooth. So rugged, smooth, rugged, smooth. And, and the thing is to just keep on going.
0: I love it. Very cool. Now, I always ask my guests about books and you know that definitely today we want to promote your book. How can people find that book?
1: Um, They could basically go on to my website, uh, www.businessinabucket.org. Mm -hmm. And they could, once they hit on the tab, it's going to take them to Amazon.com and they can purchase it from Amazon.com. And we appreciate any support we could get.
0: Awesome. Great. So when you wrote this book, how long ago did you write it? And uh, what prompted you? I know you you mentioned it earlier. You wanted to create something that could share skill sets with people, but uh, undertaking a book, that's kind of a big project.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wrote it in 2013 and, you know, folks would come up to me and ask me different um, detailing tips, why I was detailing their cars. And I said, you know what, let me write it. Let me try to write a book on this. And the book had set on, once I wrote it, um, it had set on my table for like two years and I didn't do anything with it until I met, like I said, my mentor, Mr. Dumas Martin, and he showed me how to copyright it and what I needed to do to bring it to market. And I didn't never dream that it would go to market, but he was so instrumental in doing that because he helped me to get it in auto parts stores across the nation. So the owner's guide to auto detailing sold in uh, various um, auto parts stores across the nation. And it's interesting because when you have something in your head, and you you have a book, right, Mister
0: Green? Well, I I created a I was a hundred page car detailing guide when I was running Griot's Garage, and I, I wrote oh, okay. that I wrote that based on all the things I had learned, and then I tied it into the many car care products that we were manufacturing and selling. So uh, technically, oh, okay. you know, I wrote it. I even designed the whole thing, but it was sold through Griot. so um, I can't technically say I'm. Uh, Uh, an author (laughs) that sold books, but I did, but it was through the company, you know? So, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, and it, that came as the same result for me. I'll tell you, Kevin, because we had a call care center where people would call in and ask questions about how to use our product. And uh, I went, I okay. created a training program for all the folks that came to work for us. And so I wow. thought, you know, why not create a book? We ended up selling that book. We gave it away with some of our big detailing kits. And so it was just a culmination, like I believe, like your book of all these different techniques and things that I learned because. It, I would assume, and I'll ask you this, when you start telling people how to do, it's just like even washing a car. Sometimes people, they don't even know how to properly wash a car. And you kind of go, how can you not know that? Well, they don't. You know, they've never been No, they don't. Yeah. Yes. So that must have been your experience.
1: Yes. And people, they would come out and they would ask me. And I would share them share it with them. You know, it was funny because one guy, he says, you know, I go to a lot of soap, you know, they got a lot of cheap soap out of Mm, there. How do you tell what's a good soap? I say, you know, in my book, it tells you how to tell if it's a good soap. I say, if you go into an auto parts store and you see some soap and you grab the bottle and you turn it upside down, if it moves like water, that's not a good soap because you're going to use a lot of it. So if it moves like (laughs) syrup, then that means you only use a little bit of that soap and it's going to last you longer. So you don't want to just keep buying soap over and over. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Remember those old Pearl um, commercials for washing hair? It was Pearl Shampoo. And they would use that, Uh you know, they tip the bottle over in that bubble air would move real slowly and, and that was their selling yeah. tool was this is concentrated meaning it was better or whatever that might be so yeah, yeah i i'm kind of smiling at what you're saying because i i would do the same thing <laughs> i'd go and look at competition and i would go well this is just watered down you know i mean yeah. they're, they're making more per ounce by watering it down which means you're gonna have to use more which means you gotta buy more which eh, probably is not the best kind of car care to have
1: Yes, and I, I tell you, it's interesting too. In uh, writing the book, uh, learning about uh, uh, trademark—you mm-hmm. know how to trademark your logos—and yes. combining a trademark with a copyright, and then putting it on the front of your book to have something come from your mind, and you—you you know, it was in your mind just like it was in my mind, and then it comes to fruition, and you're like, "Wow!"
0: Intellectual property.
1: Exactly. So I tell people that all the time I say you know when I talk to the kids I say what's the difference between you and another author and they said I don't know I said the only difference is they got started Yeah so you need to get started <laughs> they you know what I mean did it yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah 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 exactly Yeah it's to me the car care business for a young person is so it has so many benefits in so many ways. So yeah, uh, I always try to, but you got to like it too. I think that's the same thing. Would you agree? Because some some kids just aren't going to like that and you can't push that on somebody if they don't like it.
1: Yes, exactly. So that's why when we go out to the community center, we have them sign up. They they don't go out and get the kids or, you know, they'd be out there playing or whatever, but they have to come up and they say, and they announced what they have. And it, if it piques their curiosity, then they sign up. So it's not like, come on in here type thing. But it's like, it's something that they want to do. So that's the one to be a part of it.
0: I would assume too, as a young man, you probably liked cars like I did, right? When you were a kid?
1: Oh yeah, I love cars. Because for me, a car, like I say, it's like going back in time. It's like, you know, it's like you have a time machine because if you go up to a car and you see an older car, what took place during that period of time? That caused them to make that car. What was life like during that period of time when that car was on the road? What was the gas prices like? How was the family like? So that's, what I, that's what I see when I look at a car. What took place during that time period. So it brings me back in time. And I love going through my mind when I see that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna enable you to go back in time today, Kevin. I'm gonna buy you any car in the <laughs> world. You can go for any drive you'd like, and you could be with anybody, even somebody who's passed. Uh, what would the ultimate drive look like for you?
1: Um, the show that caught my attention. Um, I wanna. I I'd like to uh, go for a drive with uh, David Mitchery. Okay. Uh, Mullinall Automotive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, because. I I like the way that uh, he carries himself in business and uh, he's changing the game. When you look at uh, usually it takes billions to get something going. Yeah. But he's actually doing something with very little money. So how can I take uh, my nonprofit and do what he did, you know, Mm. pick his brain on that, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, I just, funny you mentioned him. Uh, I had him as a guest on my show and I just received a PR announcement today that he just signed a a big deal with Delpac Logistics on Amazon delivery service. Yeah. To partner with them for building class one, two electric vehicle cargo vans. And you know, when he was on my show, he talked about the luxury SUVs that he was building and the plant that he's built uh, to build all American-made SUVs, but these 600-class uh, 2 EV cargo vans uh will be hom- homologated for the United States and they're doing a deal with uh Amazon delivery service. So, uh there you go. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so, uh, so if you're with David and you're gleaning all of his information on business because he's been a very successful businessman in the music world, uh, what kind of car would you like to be in?
1: Well, I like to be in that Mullen 5 when he finishes.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. That's a pretty sweet ride, huh?
1: Yeah, you know, the ride around in that, you know, it, it looks uh, luxurious. I and, mean, you know, EVs are just coming on strong right now. So I would love to be in there and be listening to the conversation.
0: Uh, definitely yeah i could learn a lot from him i know i did when i had him on the show well you've taken us on an amazing ride today and kevin you're such an inspirational guy and i can't thank you enough for reaching out to share your story because what you're doing is what so many communities need right now is an avenue a path for young people to be able to learn a craft learn a skill and care for themselves and get out of this terrible loop that poverty and drugs and crime and gang violence gets youth into these days i mean you just you're opening up opportunities my friend and it it's so important before i let you go would you share maybe a success quote or some words of inspiration for our listeners as if you have not already been inspirational enough
1: (laughs) you're kind my friend um I heard a quote from uh, Les Brown, a motivational speaker. Yes. um, To always work on your communication skills. And he says to work on your communication skills. Here's why. He said, because when you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are. (laughs) And so I like the one also, too, where. Um, just some information that ones can use that's going to try to get going in business and uh, shopping your business skills. Um, The internet is very huge. You can find information on there that it's uh, it's free. Uh, Like you said yourself, I'm glad you brought out that point about the books. Find a book, uh, that you like. I like that book by uh, Magic Johnson, uh, 32 Ways to Become a Champion in Business. I like that book right there. Um, so surround yourself with mentors that uh, doing the same business that you're doing. And I, I told, uh, I was speaking to some grown-ups, and I told them, um, find a mentor, even if at a 500, a Fortune 500 company. And they say, well, they might not take emails. You never know. You never know. Uh, Call them up and say, hey, I want to be, can you mentor me? Let them tell you no. Don't tell them no. uh, For some, say no for them, (laughs) you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Very, very wise and sage advice. You'd be shocked if you just reach out to people, how many people will say yes. Or if they don't have the time, they might be able to lead you to someone who can help. Uh, but having mentors and having valuable people around you is is so important. How can people listening today learn more about Business in a Bucket?
1: Well, they could go to our website, which is uh, www.businessinabucket.org. Um, and they go there, they can make contact with me there. Or if they want to go ahead and basically send me an email, they can do that by going Send me an email at info at businessinabucket.org. That's info at businessinabucket.org.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Listeners, if you're not inspired today, uh, you slept through this this conversation, because uh, this is so important. And I, I don't know anybody listening that can't not, could not agree with this right now, especially after the last few years of the challenges that COVID put us through, the, the social challenges, the mental health challenges, especially that youth are dealing with right now. And the fastest way to get somebody out of a mental health crisis is get them to feel good about themselves and positive about yeah. their future. And Business in a Bucket is doing just that. Kevin, my hat is off to you my friend i can't thank you enough for sharing your story with us today being such an inspiration sharing your experience with our listeners until you and i talk again my friend i'll see you down the road thank you you're welcome thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun download your free copy of filler up